Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks After Dark, Monday, June 13th, right on time, 10 p.m. Pacific, as always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? Parker, I'm doing great. I love the color coordination. Your lights match my shirt, or my my shirt matches your lights, and then our name bars match your lights and my shirt. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, things are really good. As you know, uh, you know, I'm following the Stanley Cup finals. I'm I'm excited to see what the Canucks are gonna do. Some small moves we'll talk about. But I guess the biggest thing in Middle is uh heading off across to the other side of the world to Europe on Thursday with my son Jacob. We're going to Sweden because he's playing in the world to go scout the- Philip Johansson, the new yes. defenseman of the Vancouver I'll, Canucks. I, I got to learn about these new guys. And while I'm there, I will also watch and cheer on my son, Jacob, who's bowling in the world junior bowling championship. So yes, off to Sweden for two weeks. That is very cool. Very exciting. We might have you, at least one live on location from some small town in Sweden, which will be very, uh, very interesting. <laughs> Um, as always, we have, uh, I was going to say as always last week, we had what, nothing to talk about, uh, this week we have at least a couple of things to talk about. So we're really trending up as we get into July and August, which will be, of course, you know, all the exciting news from July 3rd before the free agency and all that stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be great, but we do have some Canucks news at the very least today, which we'll go into, um, I don't know, Clay, you want to just jump into it? You want to just get started with some yeah. some let's news? Talk, yeah, let's talk about the two signings. Then we can talk about locker room and see what happens from there. How's that sound? Let's do it. And let's start with the one from today. Okay. Because I think it's the slightly more interesting one. And it's Philip Johansson. Now, I had never heard of Philip Johansson before. Me neither. Me neither. 12 hours ago. Right. <laughs> so, however, I did watch at least one clip of him scoring a goal, which means this is a, the best sign the Canucks ever made. Okay. Awesome. He's a defenseman, correct? He is a defenseman, right? So a defenseman scoring a goal and he's a right shot. He is going to be the best player of all time. Awesome. What a signing. Yeah. That's about all I know. Um, Let's, let's give, let's get a, a bit of the background and I accidentally close the tab with all the information because I am a professional sports reporter. Um, he played uh, three seasons in the Swedish hockey league. So he was drafted uh, 2018. Uh, that draft might sound familiar to you from excellent names such as Quinn Hughes. Uh, mm-hmm. Also the Jet Wu draft. Jet Wu was selected, uh, I think, about 10 spots afterwards uh, of Philip Johansson. Uh, so it was a 2000 birthday, March 2000. So he's 22 years old mm-hmm. um, in his draft plus one year. He was in the second tier Swedish league. Didn't really do anything. Um, his draft plus two year, 2019, 20 Swedish league, Swedish uh, hockey league, 39 games, two goals, two assists, 14 penalty minutes, a minus nine minus nine might sound bad. He plays for Lexans, a team I've never heard of. So maybe that contributes to it a bit. Sounds like um, a printer. It does. It kind of does. Kind of like Lexar, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and the last two years, he's played uh, 11 games in each mm-hmm. year. Or, sorry, 46 and 47 games, with 11 points in each. And I think the the talk of the town was uh, his playoff uh, from this past season in the uh, Swedish Hockey League uh, in nine games, putting up seven points, five goals, two assists, 
hmm. for seven points uh, as a defenseman. He's a plus five um, throughout that run. So uh, that's a good sign. Um, what are your, what's your, what's your initial take initial reaction? Well, it's, I've been actually reading some of the comments Our our viewers, as you know, Parker, they're very, very bright. And they're saying a lot of uh, kind of what you and I were talking about just before we press record that he's a, uh, uh, you know, low, low risk. Why not? It's like a lottery ticket. He's a former yeah. first round pick. We know. And, and as tiger has said in there that maybe the wild reached a little bit when they, they picked him in the late, in the mid twenties back in 2018. And I don't remember him being picked because I was too excited about Quinn Hughes, I guess. But uh, this is the type of guy who, if he turns out to be a third pairing, strong option and upgrade over the Kyle Burles uh, and Brad Hunt, uh, with all due respect to those guys down the road, like that kind of player, even better, then why not? Why not try him? And why not try him in, in Abbotsford and see what he can do and see if he turns into you know a steady pro? Maybe those expectations are, are too high, but I guess the Wild had very high expectations. I, th- I think it's fine. I think the, the point is this guy and the other guy we're going to talk about, the fact that the Canucks are actually signing guys to ELCs where it was kind of bare for a few years under Benning, I think that's a good sign. Admittedly, uh, what you just told me about him, that's how much I know about him. So thank you for that primer. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned that the wild might've reached on him back in 2018. And that was the consensus, um, sportingnews.com uh, mm. for take it as, as you will, uh, there, they had him ranked 75th on their big board. Uh, so wow. a third rounder, um, the, uh, SB nation Habs one where they use a bunch of different sources, like 12 different sources, uh, had the consensus rating form around 60, uh, hmm. and Pronman uh, from the athletic Corey Pronman had him at 74. So hey. basically all sort of early third round. Um, now you might look at that and say, okay, so he's a, he's a player who was reached on, uh, hmm. and Minnesota didn't want to keep him. Right. That was a lot of sentiment I saw online where they're like, well, Minnesota didn't want him. What Cox is going to come pick up this extra guy who other team didn't want. Um, there is a bit of, uh, a bit of nuance to it. There's this weird rule in the NHL where if you don't sign a first round pick, then you get a compensatory pick, which but not I from us. It just kind of appears out just, of nowhere. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like the NFL where it's just like, oh, here's a pick that just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> so they get so basically they said, well, if we don't sign this guy, we get a pick in the 50s in this upcoming yeah. draft. So they get a, a free late second round pick. Uh, so they basically decide, yeah, he's not worth a late second round pick for us. Yeah, uh, and that's fine. And for the Canucks, they said, "Yeah, he is worth literally a free prospect. That's a right hand shot because the Canucks have none of them." Um, it, it's just a, again, it's one of those things where it's like you know, it's a free win. There's yep. there's no real downside. It's a contract slot, sure, but the Canucks have yes. a bunch. Yeah, um, it doesn't have any cap implications because it'll be under the the million dollar sort of variable threshold. No. So. Yeah. It yeah. just makes sense. Yeah, you, know, you make a great point about the compensatory pick because I know a few people were wondering, well, we don't even have a second or do we do we have a second to give them? You're right. It's uh the NHL gives them a pick, just slots them in where they would have been if they had a second round pick. Uh, and then it basically makes a second round, unless there are more compensatory picks, 33 picks now. So yeah. you can't you can't do perfect math now. You can't go 32, 64, 96, because now there's gonna be at least a 33 in there. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Uh, it's weird because it literally punishes every team a little bit, things like that, right? Like, it's like all right, everyone just dropped one spot uh, yeah. in rounds three through seven. 
It is um, strange. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is an odd, uh, an odd system. Um, I guess in the same vein, it also pushes Minnesota's picks back as well that are late in the draft. So I, I, I guess it kind of affects everyone the same. But right, right. And, and it's whatever. funny, like the, to make it easier on Canucks fans to understand. And that's not to insult Canucks fans. I was confused too. We don't even have a second round pick this year to give them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a free have we player. Yeah, any child comparables, or I, I, I don't know. Have we heard anything yet? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't looked at much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good job. He's a good job. Alvina free. Rutherford. He's a free player. Um, speaking of free players, free <laughs> Swedes. Uh, to sort of continue oh, man. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What did you say? I just said, oh man. Oh uh, man. Uh, yeah. Neil Zaman, <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> whatever. I, we don't know. How, we have not figured out how to pronounce his name, um, but a man he sure is. Um, yeah. He is a yeah. uh, so Niels. So upping the Niels quotient uh, yeah. to two. Um, yeah. As you know, twenty-two uh, year old Swedish centerman. Uh, mm-hmm. He was originally a sixth round pick back in twenty twenty for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I want to see, was there anyone notable picked around him? Uh, no, no. And, and sure while you're wasn't. looking, yeah. While you're looking that up, it's uh. so I presume there's no compensatory pick. If you don't sign your six rounder. No, unfortunately not for Colorado. Colorado yeah, does yeah. need all the help they can get. Exactly. Course. They suck. Yeah. Um, but the Canucks go out, they, they sign him, uh, to an entry level contract. Uh, is this a two year or is it a, I don't know exactly. Yeah. No, his was attention. a two. I think, I think you're right. Is it two? Um, it doesn't say in the tweet, and it's way too hard to figure out. Yeah. It's a, it shows the year that it ends, which is uh oh no, it doesn't. It did. It's two years. It's two years. Okay. Eight hundred eighty three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars, uh, per year. So whatever the standard is, uh, probably some bonuses in there. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, elite prospects shows any like awards they've ever won in their career. Uh, he is a one time. TV Puckin bronze medalist. Wow. Yep. Uh, so that's a thing. TV um, Puckin? TV Puckin is exactly how it sounds. Uh, couldn't tell you what that is. So drafted in 2020 um, after putting up 47 points in 30 games in the J20 uh, Super Elite League. Um, then played for Lexans as well as uh, on the same team as our new, our new friend, uh, Joe Hansen. Um, at the year after he was drafted, went to the Swedish league, put up 10 points in 51 games. Nothing special. Two goals, eight assists. Uh, the next year, so this last year, uh, improved that two goals and eight assists to six goals and eight assists. Uh, so basically the same. Uh, played a handful of games internationally for Sweden. Um I'm not sure exactly in what tournament um, world championship. He played seven games, had two points, but he had some other games where he put up three more points. This is so, there's so many numbers. It's so confusing. Basically he is a player that's going to play in Abbotsford next year and maybe be a fourth liner one day. And then this is in addition to Linus Carlson, right? Who we uh, didn't we sign him? Yeah, but they did have they have they had his rights at least already. Right, right. So basically, you're telling me that this a man, oh man, 
was on the same team as Johansson. So we can look up that team basically and predict the next Canuck signing, I think. Yes, <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, there's a lot yeah. of people to choose from. Okay. You know, they did have 36 people play for them. Wow. Um, although I'm only seeing, I'm not seeing the other, where's, I'm looking at the stats and I can't find Johansson now. Did Johansson switch teams? Oh, he did switch teams. Johansson oh. played for for Frolunda the last couple of years. Maybe there was drama um, behind between Aman and Johansson. Maybe. See, this is this is the good reporting you get. Uh 2018 <laughs> or 2019-20, they did play together. Okay, okay, um, okay. So if we look back at that team, we can assume that maybe they'll sign uh Daniel Olson Shrikulia next. Yeah, I heard a lot about him. Uh great hands. Little yeah, small, you, but, yeah, yeah, he's your favorite person who plays the position that he plays, and that is one of the best left wingers I've seen. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> A 31 year old left winger. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> Thank you. One in six. Uh, one in five. No, how many positions? He could have been a goalie. Yeah, yeah. One in. Yeah, yeah. One in five. Yeah. yeah. I've learned that uh, I think TV puck in is like an under 16 league or something. By okay. the way, <laughs> okay. like under 16 tournament. Well, I'm learning about Lexan, TV Puckin, Daniel Ushacek, or whatever you This is an okay. educational. Wow. On that TV Puckin team was also um, uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, uh, Who went Timothy, number one in the 2018 draft. Okay. Uh, Timothy Lilligren. Okay. There's like 100 people that played in this tournament, I guess. Uh, so there's a lot of like, uh, like Emil Bemstrom, um, Adam Boquist. Yeah, uh, Eric Brandstrom. Okay. Uh, okay. Rasmus Sandin. A bunch of people. He's as good as all of them, especially Darlene. Okay. Wow. Awesome. And then, as Justin said, Victor Person as well. Looks like Connect Skeleton Management had a big year with finding guys. And then, uh, why don't you emphasis drop that on, per- emphasis on guys? I think is the point of that joke. Oh, um, I missed. I completely missed it. Yeah. Person, yeah. man, guys. Very good, Justin. Thank you, Parker. I'm I'm just not that bright. Okay, very good. Very good. All right. I've I've I'm completely <laughs> off the rails here. Um anything else you want to talk about about, about these two? Uh no, uh, considering I can't believe we got 10 or 12 minutes out of that. That was pretty almost good. 15. <laughs> uh speaking of young Canucks players, the young stars is coming back. Yes. That's going to be exciting. I think September 14th to 18th in Penticton. Uh, who's in, uh, maybe. Why not? It's the four Western Canadian teams. It's Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, and Winnipeg. No Winnipeg. Seattle just yet. Yeah. Winnipeg noted Western Canadian city. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Uh, yes, yeah, no, you. it's uh, that will be good. Um, it's, yeah, September, I can. I might I might make it up there. We'll really? See. Yeah, why not? It's, it's not that far. Yeah. You like driving? You got your sweet, I, sweet ride. I do like driving. Uh, yeah. it's in September, it's fine. Get away a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah that's that's ex- that's good. It sucked yeah. that it was gone for a while. Uh, not like the Canucks have a ton of young stars. <laughs> um, Maybe that's why they didn't have it. <laughs> they didn't have anyone yeah. to qualify. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just it's just good. Just good to have some hockey. Build some, yeah. you know, build some camaraderie with the team. It's basically just a little pre-training camp. Sure. And Parker, I. I, I yeah, it's a couple of things, actually. It's a chance for us to see guys who aren't going to even make Abbotsford this season, but maybe down the road they will be in still in the organization. 
Parker, I always get confused between Young Stars and Summer Showcase and Summer Skills. And like, there's all these things where I just remember I was at something where I saw Quinn Hughes go against someone else in a drill and just bloom out of the water. And it was amazing. I was like, this guy's really good. Yeah. They do a lot of little things that have cool names. Yeah. And, <laughs> and don't really specify what they are. <laughs> sure. Sure. A chance, a chance basically to. To, to get excited about some of our younger players for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Young, uh, I don't know much about Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg uh, prospect system. Although I know a few years ago, I had friends from Alberta tell me that Calgary's prospect system was pretty good, but I, I don't, I don't know. I guess so. I believe them. I don't know. Do you know anything? Hopefully they lose. Okay. <laughs> Even in the young star tournament. <laughs> that, this is our Stanley cup. Uh, you should go, man. That'll be some. That'll be some good content for sure. For sure. Yeah, I might. We'll see. It's okay. uh, very dependent on a couple of things. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, um, sounds good. All right. Well, we got 15 minutes out of those two players and two minutes out of the young stars. Let's go on to. I mean, there's. I got three more things. Oh yeah, take your time, brother. Take your time. Like three more Canucks related things, though. And and I know, you know, I don't know which ones you want to go into. Uh, what do you want to prioritize here? Put them up there and let's we'll chat about it. Whatever you want, you drive the ship. You know, let's I just... stick. You know what? We're, we've been talking about young players this whole time. Let's stick with it. All right. Ah. So the Canucks interviewed every top five who at least they have in their top five in the draft. Now, okay. The Canucks pick fifteenth this year, yep. which is yep. not in the top five. If my math serves, um, it's actually well outside that. So there are rumors of, okay, well, are they trying to move up? There's the whole second round pick rumor and all this stuff. Um, so where, where yeah. do you, what do you put stock in? Do you think they're actually maybe looking to try to move up or are they just doing their due diligence? Um, I'd go like with the every team should, should yeah, I'd, do. I'd go with the due diligence because even if you have no intentions of moving up, a team might, may come to you and say, Hey, we'll trade you this pick for JT Miller plus or whatever it may be. Cause I think we agreed that, for even for New Jersey, we were talking about that Slavoski guy or whatever last week that it's going to take more than Miller, I, I think, to, to to get a second overall pick. But regardless, you might not be the one looking, but a team might come to you. And then if you're like, well, I don't know anything about these top five, that, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. So not only is it due diligence, but I, uh, Parker, some people have made the point that it might not be for this year, 2022, but what happens when these guys become RFAs at the end of three or four years? Or what UFAs? Seven, yeah, I know it seems mm-hmm. ridiculous to think about 2029 and 2030. But who knows? You may have had a really good impression or a really poor impression when you met these guys as 18, 19 year olds. So I think it all goes into the kind of this mumbo jumbo of due diligence, information gathering, doing your research. That's what yeah, I that's an that's an angle I haven't thought about because yeah, you you're not allowed to talk to them after that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like if they if if one of these you know let's say one of these guys plays for the New Jersey Devils and you're thinking about making a trade for him in five years when you're yep. trying to win a Stanley Cup or something, yeah, you know it's it I guess you know you might have some notes from from back then maybe like oh yeah that guy really sucked <laughs> or something like that, right? <laughs> um, Although most of the time it probably doesn't matter all that much. You can usually get right. a pretty decent vibe, but um, yeah, that's uh it is interesting. Yep. Part of me is like, yeah, make a splash. That'd be exciting. And part of me is like, Oh, please don't screw this up. <laughs> like it's, it's just, just kind of do the safe thing and make your pick and, and yep. move on. But yeah, we'll see. Um, now I, I know you know more about prospects than I do, and I'm happy to admit that. You are you you don't know what you're talking about. 
I know I, less than you. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> a challenge accepted for this year. I got are nothing. you streaming? Are you going to stream the draft? I'm not. I don't I, even I, know when the draft is. <laughs> July 7th, July 7th, July 7th. Okay, that. that means you know more. All right. <laughs> well, I, I look stuff up and I, well, I, uh, and I watch other people's things, but I know Shane Wright and this other guy, Slavowski, that we talked about. I know, I know these names and like the two... I recognize their names from NHL. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. basically it. Uh, yeah. Although Chris Peters has Logan Cooley now above Shane Wright. As one or two? As one. Wow. Shane Wright. I know Cooley's a center. Love I know that. Yeah. three. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and maybe it's also, maybe they have a guy that they really like that they think should go number two and he falls to five. Right. And then that right. suddenly they can extract some value there. Right. Maybe that's sure. the thing they try to do. Um, yeah. It's uh, who knows? Who knows what could happen? I was just funny, man, because I know we, we kind of talk openly about creating content and, and the YouTube, you know, uh, world and stuff. It would, I'm not about you, but it would be so not right for me to do a stream during the draft because a, I think people would watch people who actually know what they're talking about. And then they would actually think that I'm being farcical or like satirical or because I would literally know nothing about any guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well then, maybe yeah. we should do. Well, let's let's do a draft special uh, where we know, we, but we are not allowed to do a lick of research beforehand. And all of it is they're going to say a name. We're going to be like Shane yeah. Wright. All right, yeah. let's type that name into Elite Prospects. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right, he was ranked number two from these guys. Number four yeah. from these guys. Yeah. All right, what's the next pick? <laughs> right, things yeah. like that. We could do uh, the non-drafts, but okay, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. We might be onto something. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be I'll different. Probably do, uh, I'll probably do and, a stream. Okay, good, good, good. I'll then do I, then I'll watch it because I'm certainly not doing my own. And then uh, um, it's different. You know, it was almost different last year when the Canucks were at least were in the top 10 until they traded that pick to Arizona. So it's what a good trade that was. <laughs> it's always different when I've said that from the start. Man, that was a good you, trade. You didn't like it, eh? Right from no. the start? No, I didn't. My video's no. still up. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this one. Yeah, I, I got excited about Garland. I remember. Yeah, I he's exciting. He's a good player. Um, yeah, but and we didn't know. We didn't know obviously who Arizona was going to pick, and then we didn't know that Gunther would have such a great season. Oh. Right. Yeah. Oh, now I'm sad. Yeah, that's that's being a Canucks fan. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Well, well, yeah. Have fun doing your draft stream. All right, all right, well, let's bring let's bring the mood up and talk about how the Vancouver Canucks are a bunch of bougie boys who just are there to be a country club. So you know what's funny? So uh, a bit of background. Uh, it, we didn't actually hear this directly from Jim Rutherford. We heard this from John Shannon, who apparently is very close to Rutherford, from Nick Kiprios, former player, former Sportsnet guy, and they were on Bob McCallum's podcast out of, out of Toronto. So the word was... One of them, Shannon Kiprios, one of them said that, yes, Rutherford didn't like the room, felt it too much to be like a country club. And then the other guy said, yeah, he's going to, you're hardly going to recognize this locker room, not talking about physically, aesthetically, but the actual players naming uh, Demko, Horvat, Pedersen, and Hughes as the only untouchables, which isn't much of a surprise. Here's what I'll say, Parker, real quick, real quick. And then I'd love to get your thoughts on is uh, some people, and I'm not blaming them or trying to insult them. They actually didn't know, what the country club reference meant. And that's totally fair. If, if you've never heard of it, never been to one, or you've never heard it in sports, 
kind of terms. I, I could see where it's a little confusing. I took it kind of like you said, bougie. I took it like a complacent atmosphere, kind of no one holds each other accountable. You're, 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 it's fun. You're relaxed. You're happy to be there, but there might almost too comfortable. I think is the word yeah. that, that I would say. Yeah. Comfortable there for leisure and, yep. you know, more focused on having a good time with the boys than, right. than trying to win hockey games. Maybe. Yes, 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 yes. So when you first heard that report, do you agree with it, Parker? Can you see some of it? It's a bit tough for me. I get me. we're speculating. Yeah, I get we're speculating. Yeah, we're 100% speculating. Um, although part of me thinks, I mean, they might be too, right? Yeah. Um, especially when, when there's the whole like, oh, he's like close with Rutherford. That makes me feel like he's doing a little bit of inferring on his own, right? Mm. Maybe, you know, very, you know, possibly. Uh, again, could be wrong. Could very well see everyone get traded, right? It is possible. Sure. Um, <laughs> But from everything we've seen, at least what the Canucks organization has allowed us to see has shown a very, I don't know the word, but sort of like a, like a, a, a good group of guys, right? Like a, mm -hmm. a foundation heart sort of group has at least been what we've been sort of sold on. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, you look down the roster, I'm not seeing anyone who, who I, I mean, maybe Elias Pettersson, right. <laughs> he's like, you know, you know, he's, he's wearing his, you know, $20,000 outfits, but good for him. Right. Um, but the other guys aren't really, aren't, you know, that's not really the vibe I get. Yeah. Um, but I know I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm not there. And I think, and I think guys like PD Hughes and Besser, for instance, they, uh, we all love them. We all think they're very skilled and, but they're neat. None even Demko put Demko in that they don't seem the type who will stand up and maybe speak out in the room and hold other people accountable. To me, I think of a guy like a Miller. I think of a guy like a Horvat. I think even uh, uh, Pearson Myers guys that have kind of earned their stripes. I think uh, Sutter could be like that. Ekman Larson, maybe. So uh, if it's true, if there's some remnants of, of truth in this country club analogy, maybe it's, they simply don't have enough guys holding each other accountable. And I think Miller could be that guy. Maybe that's why if Horvat say wasn't that type or isn't that type, maybe that's where kind of the speculation of this rift or at least different leadership styles that talk came from, from last year. And yeah. So I, you know, I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's not true, but for it to come out like this, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an element of truth to it for sure. Yeah. You, you do have to keep in mind that, you know, we're talking about how like, oh, they seem like a group that has heart and all this stuff, but mm -hmm. it is a bunch of really rich, privileged white men who probably grew up pretty rich considering they all played hockey growing up. Yeah. Right. But that's kind of the entire league. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's sure. not like, you know, it's not like this is the one off uh, yeah. of an example. Right. I'm sure every team has a bit of that. Um, yeah. so yeah, who, who knows? We'll see. Um, again, if, if you can get good value out of the moves you're making, as long yeah. as getting positive value, I'm, I'm for them. Um, you know, I, yeah. I'm attached to players, but I'm not, you know, if it's a, a move that'll make the team better, I can get over it. Yeah. I think one other piece of, uh, con important context here, Parker is you got to remember where Rutherford came from, obviously Pittsburgh and you could, you're going to see a guy like Crosby, even Malkin, Latang. I could see a guy like Flurry when he was there. I could see those guys being really real culture carriers. And yeah. especially a guy like Crosby, we know how driven he is. Uh, and maybe he, he, he alone 
single-handedly wouldn't let that locker room become a quote country club. So maybe Rutherford unfairly is comparing what he had in Pittsburgh to what he sees here. And what he's seen here is only been six months. Don't forget. He only came here in December. So fascinating stuff for sure. It always it is interesting. Gives, gives us something to talk about and, and, and get fans uh, freaking out about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of freaking out about yeah. stuff, and you did mention this player uh, as one of your maybe guys who could carry some culture. Uh, Tanner Pearson as mm. one, Jason Dickinson as the other. Uh, rumors circulating that um, of some of the moves they might be trying to make, they might be trying to find suitors for Tanner Pearson and Jason Dickinson. Now, where, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with Tanner. All right, Tanner Pearson. Um, I criticize this contract off the bat. Three yep. years, 3.25 um and he exceeded it last year mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i was i was wrong about disliking year one of that contract i thought it was a little rich or maybe you know three years seemed a, a little much for you know tanner pierce who's sort of like a middling player especially that you know the year he's coming off of 18 points in 51 games right yeah. it's like a 30 yeah. point pace uh, that's barely cutting it right um but this last year, half a point per game, 34 yep. points, yeah, games on pace for 41 over the course of a season, 40 point guy, three and a quarter million. No problems with that. Um, so when I see trying to find suitors, um, does that mean that they think his contract has negative value and they just want to be rid of it? Or do they think they're going to, you know, get something from it? Cause I think, I think there's teams out there that even if it's like a third round pick, right. Mm -hmm. Or, or a middling prospect, right? I think there's teams out there that would like to have a Tanner Pearson. Yep, yep. When I see Tanner Pearson is 3.25, as you mentioned, Jason Dickinson is 2.65, that adds up basically to 5.8, 5.9. That's $6 million that you could allocate towards, uh, and it's not going to pay for it all, like a Philip Forsberg, for instance. It's If you're not going to be able to move the big money, like the Myers, the Ekman Larsons, the Bessers, for instance, yet, then you have to carve out some space somewhere. So... You're not going to get any value from the the $1 million guys. So you have to look at those middle guys of Pearson, of Dickinson, of Pullman, the guys making between two and a half and three and a half. And maybe you carve out a bit of room there. So not no surprise to me, Parker, when I heard this report, but I just think Pearson might fetch you some value. And I know we're going to get to him next. I'm not sure how much Jason Dickinson is going to fetch for you after the season he had. Yeah. Pearson's a weird one for me because I, I feel like if your goal is to make the team better, what you'd be mm -hmm. trying to do is trade Tanner Pearson and then bring in someone else who makes about a million dollars less and will give you the same output. Okay. Right. Okay. Cause then you're yeah. just, you're adding a million dollars in salary cap for almost no downside. Yeah. Right. Otherwise you're taking that million off and getting worse. Um, right. I don't think you're going to get a 40 point player for, for that yeah. for less, unless you get really lucky. Um, right. You know, you pull right. out, you know, you pull it a, you, you make a, you pay someone one year at 1 million of free agency and you hit, right? You get lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, if they're of the mind of I'm Jim Rutherford and I just need to trade Tanner Pearson at every chance I get, maybe that's <laughs> part of it. Um, Maybe part of it is they don't think, or they're just thinking farther down the line and they're thinking, yeah. okay, well, in three years, he's going to be, a, or in two, after two years, he's going to be a UFA. Right. Uh, anyways, well, we just move on now and try to get some certainty and, and get someone younger or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, again, it just depends on what you get for value. Um, yeah. 
that that's really all I care about. And yeah, Jason Dickinson was a, a, a player that we were pretty happy with the trade, pretty happy with the contract. And he has just, Hey, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to, how to describe how you go from, you know, 15 points in 51 games, which is fine. Uh, having 21 and 65, 22 and 67, the years prior being a, a, a really good third liner analytically just a mm. really good third liner uh and then to go from that and be invisible for how many 62 points two games 11 11 five goals six assists in 62 games uh i mean maybe it's a one-off but i mean he's getting paid 2.65 for the next uh two seasons as well and it's one of those things where like you can, if you can get rid of that then that's that's a nice little bonus. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't worry about the third round pick they traded to get him, right? That's that's gone. Yeah. Uh that is now Ayrton Martino, uh who is a Dallas Stars prospect. Um and that's, you know, you're never getting that back and he probably will turn into nothing anyways. Um by the way, if you want a fun fact, um the the draft pick that was used to select Jason Dickinson, we did this a little bit last week with the Lou Lamorello trade. Uh, here's a fun one. Um, in 2013, uh, the pick that ended up being Jason Dickinson just a couple months later, uh, was traded to Dallas for Yaramir Yager. Wow. Uh, so that's a fun Yager for Dickinson. Yeah. So in all seriousness, and by the way, uh, Kai says, doesn't Parker have a, uh, does Parker, doesn't Pearson have a no trade list? Yes. He has a modified no trade seven teams, seven that he, um, and it's not like he can say no seven times, right? It's not like they can be like, "Hey, well, we've we've got a trade lined up for you. Yeah, uh, you're going to be going to Boston." He's like, "Ah, oh, that's one of my no's." Yeah, right. He has to submit that list beforehand, Correct. and the Canucks can just not call those teams. You uh, know what we should do at the end of our stream tonight is if we each had a seven team no trade list, we should compare lists. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so with Dickinson, Parker, it's it stinks because he played so poorly they had to move Miller to the middle because remember the thought was whatever lotto line, maybe Horvat Hoglander Pearson or Horvat Pearson puck And then we, we kind of penciled in Dickinson as centering our third line. And then we have the Lamico, you know, as centering our fourth line. And then you can load up that top six, but now because he didn't play well, you have to put Miller in the middle and now you're spreading three, you know, you're spreading minutes among three centers now at even strength in PD. Horvat and Miller. So I, I think that was kind of a, a side effect of his poor play. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, yep. it, it just added a hole to the team. Yep. Um, you know, that, that was supposed to be a lockdown. You know, he got outplayed by the Lamico line, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, you're right. Like Lamico, Mott, and Highmore were better, were all better than Jason Dickinson last year, yeah. uh, which isn't something you can afford, right? You, you just can't afford things like that. So the question is, uh, what can you do to get rid of him? Hmm. I don't know. Does he have positive value? Does no, one he... year does one year overwrite how good he was in Dallas? That's tough. If, if you're thinking about you know recency bias, recency bias, or what have you done for me lately, whatever. Yeah, they got to. He's got to play a bit to build up his value again. Which yeah, is, so he'll yeah. be. 27 at the start of next season so he's still young i mean part of me wonders because i'm thinking like any team's gonna look at me like okay, he played so well for dallas and he played so bad here 
<laughs> what if they just trade him back to Dallas? Because <laughs> they, I mean, they traded for him so he wouldn't get picked in the expansion draft. Right. right? That was right. why he was available. Well, maybe yeah. you just say, hey, you guys want him back for a third round pick? Maybe, maybe Artion Martino. Just pretend this never happened and and start over. Um, I I think that's like the only possible good scenario. Um, otherwise, yeah, I I don't know. Is he is he biod eligible? Have you looked um, at the the? No, I'm just looking at Dallas. It's funny that you mentioned Dallas. I was just looking at their cap friendly. Did you know that after next season, they only have three forwards signed? Sagan at 10 million, Bennett nine and a half, and Faxa at 3.25. That's it. They have three forward signed for past next season and then and then five of their six D. But still sounds like they could use Jason Dickinson. <laughs> uh if the Canucks were to buy out Jason Dickinson. Uh, because right now he's got his cap hits 2.65 this year, 2.65 the following year. Yeah. yeah. Uh instead of those two years at 2.65. Um, he would, uh, his cap hit would be about a million dollars this year. Next year it'll be 400,000 and then 1 million, 1 million. Okay. So you're adding a million onto the books for 2024, 25, 2025, right. 26. You are taking 2.7 off this year and three and a quarter off the following year. And what if you buy him out? Not this season, but in his last year. Is that same numbers? No, I have no clue. Sorry, those numbers were wrong. Those savings numbers. I don't know why it said it like that. Okay. okay. Um, so if you, and you're saying if you buy it out in the last year instead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because usually you want to do it in the last year as opposed to. So it would go from 2.65 in 2023-24 yeah. uh, down to 483000 Yeah. And then about a million bucks the following year. Well, I'd do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, but you know, I, were you at the, he did hit this one really nice goal near the end of the season. I guess, uh, um, I think where he made a really nice decon. I can't remember who it was. It was right in front of me too, but, uh, those moments were few and far between. Yeah. Someone says we should trade Dickinson for Parker. Peter said that trade Dickinson for I Parker. My, my rights are not taken. They could sign me. Um, <laughs> although I guess they're trying to get the cap relief. Does that mean I have to pay his salary? We do guys good. i can't i i can't afford that <laughs> good try peter though that yeah. uh, parker appreciates your 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 faith in him how come no one how come no one offers me as trade bait around here What's do you want to pay his me? salary they're I trying to wanna... stick me with a three million dollar <laughs> employee i don't make that much <laughs> that's true when you were talking about his stats um you it sounds like my roller hockey stats Okay, King RJ now comes in. Dickinson for Clay, veteran leadership. Well, you got the veteran part right. <laughs> okay, we can go on and on. <laughs> um, that's all the Canucks stuff. We got 40 minutes out of it. Um, we are Canucks after dark, after all. We are Canucks after dark. It is dark, and there is a Stanley Cup final that starts in less than 48 hours. And we have a wager to update. We got a, We got a lot to talk about here. Yeah. So let's do a quick backstory. The Lightning won, and the Colorado Avalanche also won, which means they're playing against each other for the Stanley Cup. 
Yes. All right. That's the backstory of how the NHL playoffs work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, these series were kind of, I mean, the, the lightning were down to nothing and just won every game. The avalanche just basically just won every game. I forgot they're still in it. Yeah. 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 It's, it wasn't a super exciting conference final. The first round was, was by far the best hockey yep. we've had. Uh, second round yeah. was decent as well. Uh, third yeah. round was a bit of a snoozer. Um, but we do have the Stanley cup finals lightning probably the be- yeah, and avalanche. They're the best, two the teams. Be- best matchup we could hope for. You have a, a mini dynasty in the making, a team going for a three-peat versus the probably heads and tails uh, above the rest, the, the the best team in the NHL um, this season and probably last season, even though they they uh, didn't do well in the playoffs. So this is exciting, man. This is exciting. Uh, to me, all the experts I read and what I've noticed myself too, Parker, is Colorado can play. They're not just a run-and-gun team. Okay, we'll give the goaltending edge to Tampa for sure. Of course, yep. Vasilevsky's better than Kemper and Fransu, but... Colorado can run and gun with McCarr, McKinnon, Laniscog, Rantanen, Taves, all those guys. They can also not goon it up, but they can play a pretty, you know, big, rough, uh, you know, grinding style. So um, I think this would be quite fascinating. They're they're obviously, they're kind of like Toronto. Would you agree? They're kind of the closest of the three teams that Tampa beat, Toronto, Florida, and the Rangers. They're closest to Toronto. Yeah, and Toronto gave them the most trouble. Exactly. And and you look at the matchups, right? I mean, we're talking about, you know, McKinnon Kucherov, um, throw Stamkos in there, throw any number of guys <laughs> on the yeah. on the abs in there, McCarr Hedman. Um it's it's sort of like a you know, it's it's the 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 young guard against the the guard that's been there. You no, know, sort of the sort of the old guard. They've been there three years in a row. Not yeah. like most of these guys are super old. I mean, Hedman's getting older but um it's it's the you know colorado's pushing to try to become the next tampa basically yes uh and and hopefully kick off a a mini dynasty of their own and to be the best you got to beat the best um Mm -hmm. you know and you to if you want to you want to be the champion you got to be the champ it's it's really that simple um and it's going i'm i'm hoping all i'm hoping for is that this thing goes seven Yes. Um, I, I think, you know, we, we have predictions that we have to uphold, uh, mm-hmm. an update, which went poorly for me last week. I didn't have to, I didn't have to make that move last week. Yeah. It was, um, I, well, it's it was easy aggressive, but so let's give a recap on our predictions. So we've okay. predicted every series of the playoffs. Yep. Um, first Heading round. In t- yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So yeah. first round, you were up like a little bit on me, I think yeah, 19 You're- to 17. So you're up two on me after the first round. Second round, we picked the exact same teams in the exact same games for all four of the series, um, <laughs> which we got so two he was, out of four right. <laughs> he was still up two. Uh, yeah. Down to last uh, round, I took a shot, and I took uh, I took the Oilers because I needed to get lucky and I needed to make up points. That obviously failed, but I did predict that the Lightning would win their series in six, so I got I a bonus five. point yeah. from that. Yeah. So I am down four points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Parker, you, you laid that out so well. It just so everyone remembers, we get three points if we get the right team. We get an extra point if we get the right number of games, obviously won by that team. So yes, heading into the conference finals, I was only up two on Parker because I, I maintained that two-point gap. And then it was funny, before we went on the show two weeks ago, before the third round started, Parker was debating in front of me does he make his move in the third round or does he save it 
for the final. And of course, hindsight's 2020. But what work with me, you guys. If Parker, so Parker did get Tampa in six, and I got Tampa in, uh, I didn't get Tampa in six, I got Tampa. So he gained a point in me there. He got four, I got three. So he closes the gap to one point there. So all Parker had to do was match my Colorado pick, um, and then he'd be one point behind me heading into the and final. But coin he, flip. Yeah, but you took a risk, and I admire, I, I said it two weeks ago, I admired you for it then. I still admire you for it now. But yes, I got Colorado. You picked Edmonton. I don't think Edmonton even won a game. And now I am up for heading the final round. So if you yeah. do the math. And I right after the show, I was thinking too. I was like, I, I did some, I just did some very basic math in my head. I said, <laughs> okay, if I just need, I need to make up one series. Yeah. Uh, I could make up the, I could make up Edmonton over Colorado. Well, odds of that happening are low. Uh, Rangers mm-hmm. over Tampa Bay odds of that happening are low, but in the final, it's probably pretty even. That would yeah. have been the time to try to make a move. My fear was we get to the final and I try to pick the team that you're not picking and I'm wrong. Right. Because right. again, I, I was sort of 50, 50 on who you'd end up taking right. if it was yes. Tampa, Colorado. And I was like, well, yeah. we just, then there's, then I'm out anyways. But at least you um, get to that point though. That's, so that's, that's the, Hey, I'm right? still alive. You are for the next at least two minutes (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is what we're for yes you're down four so the most you can the most parker can do if we don't and we won't change the point structure now just just because parker can tie me if if we pick opposite teams and parker nails the number of games he will get four points and we will end up tied at 31 apiece but he's got to He's got to nail both. I have of to be perfect. You have to be perfect. I have to be perfect. And I have to pick the team that I don't think clay will pick, which means I probably don't get to pick the team that I actually think will win. So, so give us 30 <laughs> seconds. We are each going to write down. Do you have a pen and paper? Cause we got it. I want to do this legit. I have, I have playing cards. Okay. Uh, well, I, I have paper. I, okay. I got stuff. I'm going to get mine ready too here. I've got a, a Jugo Juice gift card of an unknown denomination. Uh, nice. And I might have a Sharpie. Okay. So I have just written down my prediction on this envelope here. Okay. And so there's no funny business. We will reveal at the same time. Exact same time. Not one after the other. So Parker or I can't have two envelopes ready and just hold up the other one. <laughs> Although that'd be very smart. Okay, I have a way of showing the team that I am taking. Okay, uh, explain it. Actually, can I just uh, respond real quick to Get Hook just in ca- before I forget? Get Hook says, "Hey Clay, I'm close to Helsingborg. I hope I can meet you." Okay, Get Hooked. Um, let's see. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. Uh, email me. Okay, go ahead, Parker. I have a gonna... Twitter DM. Get a Twitter DM worked out. Send that over to Clay. Oh, he can email me too. I don't care. Anyone can email me. I'll just put it in the thing. That's obviously an at sign. Not Don't type the word at or else you're not going to find me. Okay, go ahead, Parker. How are you going to do this? All right. Uh, I have a few decks of cards on me. <laughs> and I kind of realized that uh, the colors on these cards kind of resemble the colors of the teams. So Colorado likes their sort of maroon. Okay. Like Tampa okay. Bay has got their silver. I've yeah. got one card that I will hold up. Yeah, and that will be the uh, the team that I select. You could actually find like a silver or a red card in seven six five four, and that can also 
show the number of games. This one's it's a pre- joker. Oh, that would have been so smart. Don't you have those decks handy? I, it's worth funny, it, man. It'll, it'll be worth it for the drama. What's funny, I, I don't. I oh. have one of the decks handy, and in this deck, all I have is the Joker card because okay. I took it out of the deck because no one needs a Joker card in there. Right, deck. and if you want the other team, if you want that team, then okay, it won't work. Okay, right, right. I and it, I can't I spoil that because then I have to grab one of each. And okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Well, I guess it, if we pick the same team, it doesn't matter how many games you pick because you're not going to catch. It me. doesn't but, matter. But if we pick opposite teams, there's no rush. You can take as much time as you want to name the number of games. Right. I'm ready. Okay. Okay, how should we do this? I'm gonna hold them both up, my my queen and my joker, right? And I'm gonna drop one when you say to drop one. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm gonna say countdown. I'm gonna say three, two, one, drop. And then when I say drop, I will do the opposite drop and lift mine. You ready? Okay. <laughs> three, two, one, drop. All right. Well, I just showed everyone my paycheck, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Avs in six, and you that's your Tampa color. That's my oh Tampa my color. Oh, my gosh. And I pulled out the other deck as well. With oh, the I six. love it. I love it. Okay. Oh, so I got Avs in six. Or oh, you're going Tampa in six. I I'm not going this. seven. Reasoning for my six. Yeah. Um I think if this goes to seven in Colorado, I think that's the least, I think that's less likely for Tampa to win it. I think if Tampa's going to win it, six games is the best, uh, the best odds. Um, It's going to be six or seven. I I don't think this is going to be a blowout. Uh, So it was kind of 50, 50 on that. And I just figured their best shots can be to win in six. I love it. I love it. I I actually revealed my prediction on my, and I'm not going to change it. Yeah. So, um, I, I've had abs and six. I just, to me, yes, I'm worried that the nine day layoff is going to, is going to bite them maybe for a game. But uh, I, I just think this is their, they've, and they've played three fewer games. They've only played 14 games. Maybe that's bad, but they played three fewer games in Tampa. That's got to count for a, a, li- a bit of fatigue. So we'll see. Tampa's played some good series though. And they, they're playing really good hockey right now. Wow. This is exciting. Yeah. I'm uh again, I want Colorado to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be a hundred percent clear. Um, I've wanted, I've picked Colorado from the start, um, but I had a feeling Clay was going Colorado because I, I want, I think they would win and I genuinely think they're the better team. So I just had to pick the team that I thought would lose. Um, but I think it's like 55, 45. Yeah. And I, yep. you know, I gotta, gotta go for it. I love you. Know, I love these peaks behind the curtain to, to understand your thinking. So you, anticipated that I would pick Colorado, even though you think Colorado is going to win for the sake of this pool, you pick Tampa. That's, that's good. I could have double, I could have messed you up and you could have, you could have full. If you were really playing the meta game, you <laughs> yeah. could have double crossed me and, and, and just pick Tampa. Like, I'm going to pick the team that I think is going to lose as well. And then I would have been in trouble. That been and not, not only, not only the team that I think is going to lose, I'm going to pick the team. That's not the team that you think I'm going to pick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. flip it. Now I'm confused. So, I don't I'm even know who lost. I picked anymore. Okay. I okay. picked the team that loses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good deal. I love um, it. I love it. 
Uh, anything else you're you're excited about in this series? I mean, like, I mean, we kind of just talked about our predictions, but um, I mean, we, we we picked six games. I think we're both hoping for seven, though, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when when does uh, game seven fall? Do you have the schedule in front of you? Game seven would be on June twenty eighth. So everything is two days apart, except game one and two is a three day gap. Weird. Next year. So it's uh, June fifteenth, so Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Not that weird because June eighteenth is a Saturday. Maybe they're trying yeah. to, you know, okay, get Saturday night. Sense. So Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, game four earliest it can end is Wednesday, June twenty second. Yeah. Game five would be Friday the twenty fourth. Game six would be Sunday the twenty sixth, and game seven would be Tuesday, June twenty eighth. Um, that might be one week. Maybe we, maybe if it's going to game seven, we push the last, we push that episode. I guess we have to push it to Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me see my, let me the sweet. He's got to pull the sweet schedule. schedule. Sweet Thursday schedule. Morning. Thursday morning. How does that work for you? Thursday, the Thursday 30th. morning, the 29th or 30th, the 30th. Cause the game would be the 28th, your 29th morning. And then we do actually, no, we do the show on the 28th. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look on the Wednesday, the 29th. Oh, not going to work. Uh, That's okay. It, no, no, let's let's play by ear because um, it depends how Jake's doing, quite frankly. <laughs> what if, because 10 yeah. p.m. is 7 a.m. there. Yeah. What if we do a post game right as it ends at yeah. 5 a.m. your time <laughs> in Sweden? <laughs> I'll have my people talk to your people, Parker. Sounds good. That. We're okay. not going to say anything in stone. What we will we say in stone, folks, yeah. is that next week, uh, Monday, June 20th, uh, normally we would do a show at 10 p.m., but Clay will be in Sweden. So we will still do a show at 10 p.m. Clay will be live in, was it Helsingborg? Helsingborg. With Helsingborg, o Sweden. Yeah. Um, home of the... Uh, the Helsingborgian... Was that any sports teams there? Yeah, the Helsingborgian um, Hellhoppers. They're great. No, I have no clue. Uh, they're the home of Helsingborg IF, which is their football club. Um, awesome. Their Swedish football club. Um, do they have any home games while you're there? Looks like they do. Really? Uh, yeah, they play against uh, Malmo at 10 a.m. on Monday, June 27th. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna check my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Monday. Uh, Monday, June 27th. That's 10 a.m. my time, I think. So that's what? 8 p.m.? Oh, I'm 7 p.m.? There you go. Yeah, go to a Swedish soccer game. That would be cool. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write it into my schedule right here. I will inform you. Helsingborg is the worst team in the league. Well, maybe Uh, I'll play then. Okay. They've played 11 matches. They have won one of them. Hmm. They have one win, eight losses, two draws. And they'll be confused with who's the Asian guy sitting in the crowd by himself. Why, who's the one person who's shown <laughs> <laughs> to our football? Okay, match. Thank, I, will, I will look that up. What's the team called? Uh, Helsingborg IF, which is no, a I, football okay. club. I don't think they have it. They don't have a cool name. I, I will be think. spending a lot of my time at the Olympia Bowling Center. That's where I'm going to be the whole time. Sorry, uh, Helsborg, Helsingborg's IF, full name. Uh, I'm going to put this in a banner so you can see it as I say it. Okay. Uh, Helsingborg's Idrots Forning. Yeah. 
um, which I guess is the word for football club, maybe. Yeah, I, that's my sure. that's my hot take. Either that or what happens? Sports Association. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, Thank so you, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be back next Tuesday or next Monday, Tuesday for Clay. Uh, the next week is a little iffy. We'll figure that one out. We'll see what the hockey schedule is doing. We'll see what Clay's schedule is doing. Um, but he's gonna be in Sweden, which is way cooler than this. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be basically in Denmark, which is also cooler than that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do it at least one week. Week one of my two weeks away, we can do it. I'm expecting you to be outside in the Swedish countryside, the Swedish hills uh, of Helsingborg. No, they got to pay for data. I got to find a Wi-Fi somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you'll figure it out. Uh, Just get a green screen. Uh, (laughs) You'll be set. you 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 should take a photo of your room before you leave and then just green screen your background and be exactly the same. So it's oh, yeah. not interesting at all. Okay. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that. Yeah. Don't, oh, don't do that. Nice, nice pull. <laughs> don't do that. Very good. Not intentional. Um, all right. It's 1057. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Irwin, it's, not, it's not that kind of stream. Irwin. No. Uh, Irwin asks, <laughs> can Clay just stream from inside a sauna? Uh, I'm assuming this is uh, in Sweden. Um, I hope can, this is Canucks after dark. Uh, this is this is our issue though. Canucks after dark. It's not going to be dark yet. It's going to be it's it's yeah. going to be morning. Um, yeah, but that's unfortunate. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So you'll have to be in a sauna to make up for it. Yeah, and then we'll lose whatever subscribers we have already. Yeah, or maybe yeah. we'll gain. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no. We- who knows? You never know nowadays. Um, any other? Uh, we're out of topics. We got two minutes. We have to. We have to fill this two minutes. Uh, otherwise, okay. you guys get mad at us. Um, okay, here's I'm, one for you. For you, what's the most? If one on one, they might not be checking each other, but is it Makar versus Hedman? Is it Kucherov? Is it yeah. What's the story? Like yeah. storyline wise, what's your storyline for you? Um. Actually, it doesn't have to be a matchup, but just what's the biggest storyline for you in these Stanley Cup finals? I think Kale McCarr on his own yeah. is is just becoming a storyline. Um, yeah. I mean, I was feeling that way about, you know, uh, McDavid Dreisaitl, right? Both of them just putting up a, a dumb amount of points. Uh, Kale McCarr is 22 points in 14 games as a defenseman. Yeah. Right? Like, like we're getting into some some crazy territory here. Like we could have a defenseman finishing the playoffs with like 30 points, 35 points. Yeah. Um, so I think that's super interesting. Um, and I and I not necessarily him against Hedman, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Hedman's doing too, right? Um, you yeah. know, I think he's he's not injured, which is good. Um, after that Lafreniere um yep. uh incident. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I hope uh if Colorado's gonna win it, I hope McCarr just lights it up. And we get, okay. you know, a 35 point defense winning the con Smythe. Yep. That's a good storyline. For me, it's to, it's uh, what will the return of Braden point do for Tampa? Obviously it's going to be good, but we'll see. They, they won the whole series without him. And the other one for me is, is how big of this goal uh, is. It's really, to me, it's not even Tampa against the Colorado goalies. It's the Colorado snipers versus Vasilevsky. Are they going to be able to get past him like Toronto did quite a bit in the first round? 
or is he going to be the wall that we've seen in the past two series? So um, I'm excited. I'm excited for that matchup too. Yeah, that is uh, that is going to be very interesting. Um, Vasilevsky is a big, a big part of the series because yeah. he could very well just put up a 950 over five games <laughs> and that just be it. And yeah, and there's nothing Colorado can do about it. Um, but if he is his normal self, which is still outstanding, yeah. uh, they might have a shot. Um, but they're gonna have to be dominant. They have been, and wow, Lucas, what a guy! Just right, right under the wire, and under beautiful buzzer. Fourteen dollar donation. Thank you, Lucas. Can Clay buy? Well, I already know the answer. The LA Kings Arena naming rights could be a new name in the works. Bye, bye, crypto market. Yes, uh, yeah, not. Not doing Crypto. so well. Crypto.com Arena, uh, which I did clown on excessively uh, yeah. when that when that became a thing. Um, yeah, it, it turns out you know spending probably $30, 40000000 million a year on arena naming rates maybe not a great investment. Um, yeah, that's that is yeah. wild. I don't. I still think we're a little priced out. Do you imagine Canucks after dark Arena, home of the Los <laughs> Angeles Kings? That would be. That would be. Oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> that that was funny. Uh, I, I will come up with a name for sure, Lucas, but thank you for your donation and for your support of, of this channel as always. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Oh. And with that, it is our time to wrap up. Uh, like we said, uh, we'll be back next Monday. Canucks after dark. Uh, and people were saying Canucks after a dark night, sort of for you, because it's going to be the morning. Uh, so it is after the dark, um, which sure, that's great. Yeah. Um, as always, if you missed any part of the show, you can rewind back to the beginning um, or you can find it on your favorite podcast platform. That does help us out quite a bit. Hit the like button if you haven't already. Um, all of you, I can see if you don't. Um, that's actually not true, but if it scares you enough, then it is. Um, and Clay, do you have any parting words for the evening? Uh, just... Uh, thanks to everyone for the well wishes. I appreciate it. I'm excited to spend some quality time with Jacob. And uh, it, it's it's not like a sport where I'm really good at. I'm okay at it, but I'm looking forward to going and being a dad, being a cheerleader, being an affirmer, an encourager, being there to help him when he's uh, to calm him down. All those things that I love about sports and about being coach and being uh, a dad first and foremost. So I'll let the coaches coach. I will parent and I can't wait to share some updates with all of you a week from now. Uh, hopefully they're good. At, no, what am I talking about? We, we, we have we, he won't even be bowling yet. It will just be practicing, but uh, I'm excited for the trip. So thank you. We're going to need the, we're going to need the, the stream set up. We're going to need you <laughs> at the desk. Uh, have you seen the movie dodgeball? Yes. You basically need you. You need to be basically just Jason Bateman at the okay. desk in dodgeball. Um, right. And have a, have the whole stream set up um, okay. for, for Jacob. I'll do what I can. I'm not sure how much of the stuff I can pack in my suitcase, <laughs> but, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Thanks, Parker. I appreciate it. Thanks to everyone for the well wishes. I'm excited. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys all very much. We will see you next week. Have a good one.